0: This morning, we have a special privilege. Our mother is going to come up here and share her testimony. She really doesn't need any introduction. I got to know her when I was still hanging out in the alibi bar in the region of Manila. But I was not watching their band. I was watching Danny Cruz and the Seven Four Seven. No, not Danny Perez. <laughs> now, their band was the alternate band, and I knew a couple of people from their band. One of their band members was the elder brother of my high school classmate, Jet Montilibano. And the other band member is the sister of the wife of Pastor Vic Kisumbing, Yoji Gaya. So this was, don't ask how long ago. But that was long ago. And, you know, she needs no introduction really. But I would like to introduce her because this is Mother's Day. I would like to introduce her by introducing her daughter, Isabella. Isabella, could you please stand and be recognized by our congregation? Thank you. They just uh, finished a concert last uh, May 8th. Those of you who went there, I'm sure you were blessed. I can go on and go on and go on the accolades and the awards and the achievements that our sister has accomplished. But I think that she will agree that the best introduction for her would be to introduce her as a sister in the Lord. Will you please welcome our sister Kuli Desma?
1: Maraming salamat po and good morning. <laughs> I'll move this a little bit, pastor. <laughs> wow, well, first time kudito. I always come back to LA, but I have not been to this church. And I belong to CCF Manila. So, happy Mother's Day to all mothers. Well, now you will hear my testimony. I medyo pinaykliko kasi strict to si Pastor Insonge. Eh. But I think you will get the gist of uh, what happened in my life. And I hope that you will all be blessed by it. So we know in Romans 8.28 that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who are called according to His purpose. So these days, sa mga araw na ito, I, I don't just pray prayers anymore like before about my needs and about myself and about myself and about myself, but now prayers of mine are truly heartfelt gratitude, raising my hands to the Lord. After 15 years of being a Christian and understanding more clearly the sovereignty of God, I am awed at the way he has wonderfully weaved my life to where I am now. My grandfather was a believer and one day he said to me when I was 14 years old, you know, die, because they called me in die before, if you pray in Jesus' name asking for what you need, he will give it to you. But that's all he said to me and that's all I remembered. And from then on, I started praying in Jesus' name. And so I believed that a seed was planted. But because I didn't go to Bible classes, I, was, I didn't become a strong Christian. I didn't know anything else except praying in Jesus' name. So I would call myself a weak Christian. As a result, I lived in with my husband for four years before we got married. But before we tied the knot, I already had my first separation from him because of a third party. Still, after praying and my husband asking me that he wants to come back, he was still my, you know, my boyfriend then, and he asked for forgiveness. I still married him after six months. Isabella was already three and a half, and I have to admit, I was still in love with my husband. I ko love. He was very good looking, great physique, great conversationalist. The bagang Bolero. <laughs> and many more attractive attributes physical that a young inexperienced girl like me would be attracted to. And to make the long story short, there was nothing in my husband that, that the man I chose to marry what the Bible would call a godly husband. Yet he tried to stay in the marriage. We both struggled very hard. It was only when I became a Christian that I realized a relationship with Jesus Christ is crucial in keeping a marriage strong and godly. And as the saying goes, it takes two to tango. Well, I have to admit, and I cannot say too, that I was a godly wife. I was not submissive, but controlling. Prideful and disrespectful when times got tough. When my husband first left, I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I made a commitment to do Bible classes. I am now very grateful to people like Ed Gatchalian and Bing Gatchalian who counseled me, who took many months of discipling me, my daughter, and many others uh, who work with me. I could not put the Bible down. I had so much thirst for the word. I was looking for answers. I wanted to know if it was okay with God to annul my marriage. And because my Bible teachers were conservative about annulment and divorce, they encouraged me to pray some more and to read the Bible. And because now I believe that divorce is not always the answer to a blessed life, I began to pray for reconciliation. On the seventh month, I saw the verse again that my grandfather first shared with me in John 14, 13 and 14. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Upon reading that, I cried. And without a tinge of a doubt, I knew my husband would be my husband and I would be reconciled. I believed so much in the power of the name of Jesus Christ. And from then on, I shared the name above all names. And that if we are to ask God for anything, we must not have any doubt, but only steadfast, unwavering faith. James 1.6 says, when we ask, we must not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded, unstable in all they do. I knew from then on that my husband was coming back without a doubt. Isabella and I prayed together more than five times a day And in the first month of my Christianity, I cried out to God to forgive the other woman. Because Matthew 6, 14, and 15, I discovered in my readings, was important for a righteous relationship with God. It says that if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your heavenly Father will not forgive your sins. And James 516 says that the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. And I wanted a miracle of reconciliation. Praying for the other woman was like Jesus sweating blood in Gethsemane for me. Kasi kung kilala niyo po ako nung bata ako, talagang matapang ako. Nakikipagbuntalan po ako sa mga batang lalaki dun sa neighborhood namin. Kaya the things that went into my mind, hahatawin ko ng handbag, a flying kick ko yung girl. Because I felt, how can this one person just break my marriage would cause so much pain to me and my daughter. So ang dami pong pumapasok na hindi maganda, Buti na lang. Napakabuti sa akin. <laughs> Hindi ko I understood that my miracle was at stake if I chose not to forgive and would have never experienced the joy I have now if I stayed bitter and angry. My relationship with Jesus would also be affected and my prayers hindered. After nine months of praying, my husband said he was coming back. Well, he did come back, and he, and he came to Bible classes with me. But when he didn't want to go, and he didn't feel like going to Bible classes, ako na ren, I didn't feel like going. In other words, my focus shifted again. We opened the business, and for the first time, we were able to work together. But after a year and a half, I started to feel the indifference. And true enough, another woman was involved. One evening, finding out that the girl was in Republic of Malate, that was the name of our restaurant, I prayed and said to our Lord that I don't want to get involved in the business anymore because the girl was always going there. And being a baby Christian, I didn't know for sure that the voice I heard from God that said, it will burn down, was from him. So I didn't mind it so much. A month later, Isabella frantically knocking on our bedroom when I was taking a nap that Malate, Republic of Malate, was burning down. I rushed, and as I was putting my pants on, I kept saying, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away, blessed be the name of the Lord. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away, blessed be the name of the Lord. When I got to our restaurant, it was all gone. What was glorifying to our Lord was that I had peace, so much peace. And many who saw my TV and um, written interviews said they were surprised why I had peace. So it became my opportunity to share the gospel. The second time my husband said that he was leaving... I cried out right away to the Lord. I ran to our bedroom. He was still in the house, and I knelt beside our bed, and I was pounding on our bed, and I was saying, Lord, you're going to give me the joy to fight this battle. You're going to give me the courage, and you're going to make me strong. And no matter what I hear, you will deafen my ears in the name of Jesus. And Lord, lift me up as high as where you are, not just a foot down, but as high as where you are so that you will, I will know what you're doing in my life so that I will have your perspective and I will know what this whole thing is about. And so I had about four hours of sleep that night. I had so much struggle sleeping. But when I woke up in the morning, Psalm 35 became real to me, that crying may come at night, but joy comes in the morning. So when I woke up, I was walking, going to our living room, and I said, Lord, what is this I feel? I don't feel any pain. I feel so light. And this is where I understood this psalm. Now I have to say that truly I share with you that God's plan to help me become more committed and focused was the reason why I believe the second separation happened. 13 years lang naman kaming hindi na nagkikita. But it has been a wonderful life for me. I am not missing anything not missing a husband, I have so much joy, and I have sufficiency in Christ, which my Bible teacher was telling me before, you need to learn the sufficiency in Christ. And I would tell Bing, what's that? Now I understand what it is. And I thank God for the pain he allowed in my life that brought me the need for a savior. I am grateful for the people he brought to my life who took precious time to teach me and Isabella the word of God now I know what the Christians say when they say God is good all the time but But God is not good it has been amazing so glory to God and to Jesus Christ thank you Can
0: you stay? Isabella, can you come up? Let's pray for our sister Ku and her daughter Isabella, shall we? Is God amazing? Can God fix your situation? Can you fix your situation? Only who can fix it? God. So glory should go to God. Let's pray for our sister Ku and her daughter Isabella. Father God, we thank you for the gift that you have given to our sister Ku. That through her music, Lord, it opens the door. For many areas. Her music and that of her daughter Isabella's music, Lord God. That prepares the way for the sharing of the one true gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ. God, I pray that you give both these women the desires of their heart. That your light will shine in and through them. That you continue to empower them with the gospel, that whatever opportunity that you give to them, they will glorify you, and they will preach and teach and speak about your son, Jesus Christ. And we pray, Lord God, that as they return to the Philippines, that you will keep them in the hollow of your hands, that you will protect them, that you will guide them, that you will bless them. And in the process, Lord, all the glory goes to you. This is our prayer, Lord, as you have taught our sister Ku. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And all God's people said, Amen. Glory to God. We're not yet finished. We are not yet finished. Are you glad? Are you tired? Are you excited? I don't know about you. I have a lot of energy on Sundays. Don't just ask me Sunday afternoon because all of it is expended here. This morning, we have another special guest. You already know him. He comes from CCF, Maine. He's here. Uh, He has ministered to a church that has invited him up in Northern California to explain to them what we have been doing, which is what? Discipleship. That's the key. That's the key. You want your life, you want your relationship with God, your fellowship with God to grow? Disciple. Be discipled and disciple somebody else. Amen, ba? Amen. Let's welcome Pastor Desmond.
2: Thank you, Pastor In Song. Good morning, Church. Good morning. And uh, praise God indeed for that wonderful testimony from Miss Ku. And uh, I believe that just like me, you were blessed. Were you blessed? Yes. I think that's enough for the day. na tayong umuwi? Because indeed we uh, worship a God who can turn things around, right? Yeah, yeah. He can turn our hurts into blessing, into joy. And praise God indeed for that wonderful testimony. Now, today is Mother's Day. So again, I'd like to greet all the mothers as I remember my own mother. Happy Mother's Day po senyo. ulit. Okay, so let's give the mothers a big, big hand. Sabi nga In Song, without you, we will not be here. Galing po kami sa inyo. Okay. Uh, all the good things and also the bad things... <laughs> Galing po senyo. All the good things. <laughs> Galing po <senyo. laughs> Now kidding aside, let me give you a few uh, quotations I got from the internet about mothers. Una from Abraham Lincoln, he said, "No poor, uh, no man is poor who has a godly mother." Do you agree? I think uh, uh, if you know. Do you know Ben Carson? I think he's one of the candidates uh, for president. Okay. Presidentiables, one of the presidentiables. Um, I've watched his uh, life in movie, okay, in Gifted Hands. Okay, Did you watch that movie by Cuba Gooding Jr.? Very good movie. And in that movie, I'm not sure if it's true. I tried to investigate. It seems to be true. Okay. That the mother was a believer, is a believer, and while they're very young, she brought Ben Carson to Sunday school. They were poor. In fact, the mother took away the TV, the television, and because of the mom, Ben Carson is Ben Carson now today because of her. And so, no man is poor who has a godly mother. Amen? Amen. Amen. And the same thing for me. Another, the phrase working mother is redundant. Amen po Again, Proverbs 31, you will see that to be true. And I see that to be true with my mom. Okay, pag gising pa lang sa umaga, in the morning, they wake up so early to prepare what? Breakfast for whom? Not for themselves, but for you. And sino po yung huling natutulog sa gabi? The mothers. Kasi nanonood ng telenovela. <laughs> Joke like <lang po>, mothers <laughs> okay. But really, mothers are hard working. That's why the phrase "working mother" is... Redundant, I see that in my mom, working so hard, even though I'm married already and I have my own family from time to time, I will receive a call from my mom asking me, son, come and pick up, I will cook some food for you, your favorite sinigang, and of course, yung paborito ng asawa mo, lechon kawale, okay, and the favorite of your son, which is fish, okay, so, uh, (laughs) and vegetables, (laughs) Another quotation, I like this one. How vital are mothers' influence and teaching in the home, and how apparent when neglected or when absent. They are indeed the home-maker. We are who we are today because of their influence, because of their teachings. And how apparent when they are absent or neglected. So thank you, mothers, for for not neglecting uh, to teach us values especially godly values. Another, mothers, or she never quite leaves her children at home, even when she doesn't take them along. Meaning, mothers always think about their children, even though they are away, especially when they are away. We think, they think about you, they think about me a lot of the time. So their concern is not for themselves, but for their children, for their family. So mothers, once again, we praise God for you, for you model love, you model humble service for all of us. And that's why this morning I'd like to share with you in relation to that, the example of Jesus Christ when he expressed love at the purest form, when he expressed it through humble service. You see, love... Finds its uh, best expression in humble service. Okay? have you heard of the five love languages? Okay, word is one of them. Talk, task, doing something. Okay, things. Okay, mothers do you love? Do you like things. Okay, so children, husbands, please give your mothers gifts. There are many types of love languages. Okay? One of God's love language, I believe, as expressed by Jesus when he was still on earth, is humble service. And I believe through this passage, when Jesus modeled it through the washing of the disciples' feet, love finds its best expression in humble service. So if you don't mind, can I invite everybody to please stand up? And let's read John 13 verses 1 to 5. Now the passage is long, but we'll focus, we'll focus our uh, study this morning from verse 1 to 5. So if you don't mind, will you please read it, please read it aloud, beginning from verse 1. Alright, thank you. Please take your seats. I entitled this message, Love to the End. Because in another version, it says, He now showed them His love to the end. And here is God's expression of His love, washing His disciples' feet. Now, through this passage, I'd like to share with you a few things about love and how love is best expressed, just like mothers do. The context of this passage, and I know you're very familiar with the, the story of the washing of the disciples' feet, but there's a lot of things you and I can learn, especially about love. Do you think we need to learn about love? Not only in the Filipino culture, but also in the American culture. Okay, love, I think, is already a foreign language, a foreign word for many of us, especially loving to the end. Loving to the end. To the end now the passage begins with this it says then in verse 1 it was just before the Passover and then it says that Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the father the context by which Jesus expressed his love towards his disciples by washing their feet the context is this that he knew his time has come he knew that he's about to leave this world and go to the Father. He knew that he will soon die, he will soon be crucified, and he will soon ascend to heaven. Now, what does that tell us? Jesus knew that his time with his disciples is few. That he will soon go back to the Father. And so I believe the number one principle we can learn from the Lord as He expressed love towards his disciples is this, love while you can. Now, unlike Jesus, you and I don't know when we will go back to the Father. In this context, Jesus already knew that he is going to die soon. Are you aware that uh, statistics says that you and I will die sooner than we think? We will die sooner than we think. How long do you think you will live in this planet Earth? How long? Eighty? Ninety? Seventy? Statistics show that we will die sooner than we think. And so the best time, brothers and sisters, to love. When is the best time to love? Now. Now, now is the best time to to love. In fact, here in this situation, Jesus did not express love by washing the disciples' feet only because he knew his time has come. Liba ganun tayo, cramming even in terms of love. Okay, sa pag-aral, studying. When tomorrow tomorrow will be the exam, when will you study? Tomorrow. <laughs> if you're like me, tomorrow on the way to school. <laughs> okay, that's the time you will study some people say ah my mom will always be there guess what they may not always be there my parents my grandparents they will always be there okay my children they will always be with me love while you can and the best time to love is now you will never you you and i will never know when you and i will leave this planet earth or when your loved ones will leave this planet Earth. The best time to love is now. So love while you can. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. So there's a sense of urgency. The time for him to love is now. And he's been loving them. In fact, that's what he said. Having loved his own, he's been doing that for quite some time who were in the world. Now, I'd like, first of all, to... Highlight that that's how God looks at you, looks at me, looks at His disciples that He calls us His own. He bought you with a price. He bought you with a price. Having loved His own who were in the world. He knows that you and I were in The world. In fact, in one of the occasions where he's meeting with his disciples and he was teaching them, he said, In this world, you will have what? Tribulation. In this world, you will have sufferings. In this world, you will have trials. Maybe not in America. Have you been suffering in America? So many Filipinos are suffering in America. Okay? Not compared back home, no? In fact, a lot of Filipinos are enjoying the good life here in America. In fact, my problem is that you and I, back home, we handle poverty very well. We can still smile in spite of our lack of resources. But I think the hard part, the challenge is how to handle what? Wealth. So many people cannot handle wealth. That when God blesses them, they turn away from God instead of going to Him and say, thank you. For all good things, the Bible says, comes from? From God. It says here, having loved His own, He calls you His own. Tonight, please go home knowing that God loves you and He owns you. He calls you his own. You and I belong to God. And he says, having loved his own, who were in the world? He cares enough what's happening in your world. Now, this may not be the world he created. He designed for you and for me. He designed the world for us to be blessed. Amen? But because of sin, you and I are suffering today. And he said, in this world, you will have trials, you will have Tribulation. So Jesus, knowing that He's about to leave and that His disciples are here on earth and that they will have tribulation, He now expressed His deepest love for them. Love thinks of others first. Now Jesus, knowing that He's about to suffer, did not uh, think about that. His mind is not consumed by the fact that he is he's going to die soon. Now let me ask you, if you know that you are actually going to die tomorrow what will you be thinking of? Okay or one year from now okay now I hope you'll be thinking about your family you'll be thinking about your children. Jesus knowing that he's about to suffer is not consumed by his pain, by the fact that he will be dying a uh, not only a shameless, a shameful death, but a painful death. His thoughts are not about himself; his thoughts are about his disciples, having loved his own, who were in the world. They will be in the world. They are in the world, and they will have trials, and they will have tribulations. And so He now showed them, expressed to them, the best of His love. Love thinks of others first. And that's what mothers do. Mothers don't think about themselves first. That's why while they're preparing breakfast, ano itsura ng mga mothers? Do they have their makeup on? ba? Sabi ng mga mothers... Mukha na bruha, kaka-prepare ng, ng, ng breakfast, di ba? Again. so they don't care about their looks. They care about you, about me. They think of others first. Jesus having love His own who were in the world, He knows that they're gonna have trials and tribulations here in this world. He cares for you, He cares for me as much as He cares For his disciples. That's why his concern is for them. And that's why he washed the disciples' feet to show, to express them that I loved you to the end. And of course, the washing of the disciples' feet is just a a, uh, an illustration that one day Jesus will die for all of us. That's how much he cares for you. Yes, in this world you will have trials and tribulations. But be of good cheer, Jesus said, for I have overcome the world. Are you aware that Christians or not, atheists or not, you and I, all of us, will suffer in this life. In one way or another, you and I will have problems. Christian, atheists, and everyone else will have suffering and trials in this life. And so, If we are to have trials and sufferings and pain in life, I'd rather suffer and die as a believer. Why? Because we have Jesus Christ who cares for us and He's promised that He will be with us forever. I will never leave you nor forsake you, says the Lord. He loves you. And me, he, having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. He now showed them the full extent of his love. That's what motivated the Lord. Knowing his time has come, there's a sense of urgency. Love while you can. The best time to love is now. And having loved his own who were in the world, he knows that he's going to leave them behind among wolves. And therefore, to encourage them, he showed them the full extent of his love. Have you shown the full extent of your love lately to someone else? Now, let me highlight a few things here. Number one, the word showed. He now showed them. Now, a phrase says, and some people think this way, there are things in life that are better. Uh, Paano yung quotation na Ah, uh, Ano? Things? Better said? Done? Done, okay? Or other things in life. I think we have a video in the CCF website. Okay? And basically, it tells us that we ought to express love. Sometimes you and I are not showy. Sinong showy of their love? You know, I, I'm mistizo, no? My, my parents, my dad is uh, 100% Chinese and my mom 100% Filipino. Okay? Now, I've noticed that Chinese are very reserved. My dad is not showy of his love for us. In comparison to my mom, my mom is very showy. Okay? And in fact, when I married my wife, my wife is full uh, blooded Chinese, he said, I like mestizo. In fact, I like uh, that you have a Filipino blood because I don't like Chinese blood. Okay? Only in the area of showing love because Chinese, amen, may mga Chinese barito Like myself. Okay, there you are. Okay? <laughs> they don't show love. Okay? Alam nyo na yon eh. Okay? <laughs> okay? Alam nyo na yon. So, I don't have to say it. But love, must be expressed. My wife said, I like that you have a Filipino blood because I believe Filipinos are showy. expressive of their love. Filipinos, is that true? Yes. Amen. Amen. Because love must be expressed. It's not enough that you tell them, okay? But you have to show them. The disciples know that Jesus loves them. But Jesus, even at the uh, near of his death, showed them the full extent of his love. We need to show it. So, when was the last time you showed, you expressed in action, your love towards your mother? When was the last time you showed love to your father? To your wife? To your husband? When was the last time you showed and expressed love to your children? To your fellow church members? When was the last time you showed love? Express it in action. Okay. When was the last time? Uh, no, never mind. I was about to say to your pastor, but uh, <laughs> never mind. Huh? Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Of course, when was the last time you showed love towards your. Pastor. Love must be expressed. And it says that he now showed them the full extent of his love. The full extent of his love. Are you stingy? You know, I'm, I'm uh, Ilocanong in Czech. I think I've shared this with you. Uh, and uh, doubling kuripot. Okay. Ilocanos are kuripot. In Czech are kuripot. Okay. Now, are you stingy when it comes to love? Jesus, to express love, he now showed them what? The full extent. The best. If you love somebody, you give them the best. Mothers do not withhold their love. They give the best of their love. They model for us what it means to love. They give you and I the best. He now showed them the full extent of his love. You know, I'm here not with my wife, but I'm here with my son Dwayne. Um, as his gift, graduation gift, he just finished high school. Okay, give him a big, big hand. Yeah. And he said, that one of my dream bucket list is to watch the NBA. Okay, live." Okay. So when I inquired sa initially I said sure. But I realized playoff na pala no. <laughs> playoff na. So I said yes already, may <laughs> playoff na. So I tried to to get it back and I said I, con- I tried to convince my son uh 250 bucks. US dollars yan san, 90 pesos yan. 250 uh we can buy a lot of sho- shoes. <laughs> Uh, we can buy a lot of shirt. You can shop a lot. Okay, we can eat a lot. Okay, with 250, that's 250 each. So 500 for both of us. I said, son, okay, you can watch. I'll just wait outside. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but on our way here, my wife said, just go. And that convinced me. Just go. That's once in a lifetime. He's there. Just go. Okay, why? Because mothers wants to give their children. The best. It hurts me being an Ilocano (laughs) and in chick, okay? But because of my wife, okay? I'm not saying she's the leader at home, (laughs) okay? But because of her encouragement, okay? See, wife, you can influence your husband. It's okay. It's okay. But you know, God is good. I think God knows that, uh, God knows my heart for my son. After watching, so I paid online, I booked, okay? and I was asked to preach Sunday. By the way, I was actually praying, Lord, sana matalo yung warriors. Sinong warriors dito? okay? Matalo yung warriors against uh, New Orleans. Ano? Kasi sabi ko, para may game five ba? Pa. So, that pag bumalik sila, uh, they will still be playing with New Orleans and probably still be cheaper. But they won! <laughs> they won! again. Okay? they won. So they are now back home and uh, ano may, semis na ito. Okay, so again, the price shoots up. Okay? <laughs> okay. But praise God, after paying, and I was asked to preach that Sunday, and the game was scheduled on a Sunday afternoon, so, Ossie said, it's okay, I will preach shorter. By the way, I preach two hours most of the time. But I said, <laughs> one hour lang. Okay. 30 was the game. Okay. So we rushed, we missed uh, first quarter. But it's okay, we had fun. Together, we had fun. But God's goodness is this. When we po namin, the pastor said, guess what? Somebody sponsored your ticket, NBA ticket. Sabi. ko, wow! Okay. Um We like to watch LA Clippers also. <laughs> <pang> mag <laughs> Anyway, but praise God. Okay? Of course, uh, I was so blessed. Sabi ko, no, 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 no. no. It's, okay. it's okay. Bayad na po kami. And, uh, it's okay. It's part, uh, we have a budget for that. But no, the, the couple really want to bless you. Okay? In fact, they don't want to be uh, known by me. But sabi please ask them if I can know who uh, sponsored us so that I can uh, thank them. Love gives the best. Jesus knowing that He's about to leave His disciples and having loved His own, He's been loving them. But there's a sense of urgency now because He's about to leave. He now showed them, expressed it in action, not just saying it, He now showed them The full extent. He was not stingy about it. In fact, he gave everything. He did not simply wash the disciples' feet. That's simply an illustration of what he is about to do. And that is to die on the cross. To wash away the sins of the world. He gave everything up. He gave the best for us. The full extent of his love. I wonder What kind of love we are showing? The extent of our love for one another. When was the last time you showed love? The best of your love to the Lord. When was the last time we showed the best of our love to one another? True love gives the best. In another version, it says, Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them fully, not partially, but fully, and in NASB, if you will, and that's probably the official um, uh, Bible version of CCF, because Pastor Peter likes to read from NASB. NASB said he loved them to the end, until the end. So here's the principle. Here's the takeaway if you're looking at one major principle to bring home today. Love while you can. The best time to love is now. Love while you can the best way you can. You have to express it in action and you have to express it in full extent. The best way you can until the end. Will you please say that to your neighbor? Love while you can the best way you can until the end. Until the end. Until the end of your time or until the end of their time, love them. Love them fully. And today, don't forget to show your love towards your mother. Second verse. The evening meal was being served. And the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. So here again is another context by which Jesus expressed love. He knew that one of his disciples, one of those he calls his own, will betray him. And that's why in verse 2, the writer tells us the context. That the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. For how many silvers? Silver? Silver coins? 30 And yet, Jesus, when He expressed His love, He did not only wash the uh, eleven disciples' feet. He washed also the feet of Judas. For love is unconditional. Love is unconditional. Knowing that one of them will betray Him. Knowing that Judas will betray Him for thirty pieces of silver. He still went ahead and showed His love, the full extent of His love for Him. Jesus did not skip Judas when it's turned to be washed. Jesus did not say, O oh, sige, na lang. Yung kamay mo na lang, Judas. Now, I wonder how you uh, uh, treat each other no, in the family, and how you call each other husband and wife. Okay? Ano yung term of endearment ninyo? Sweetheart, Anupa. Honey. Honey pie. Uh, uh, darling. Baby. Okay? How about your term of endearment towards your mom? Nanai. Nanay. <laughs> Paramecho. Okay? Huh? Mom? Mamita? Okay. We have several terms of endearment. Kanya kanya Kanya-kanya yan, ano? Kanya-kanya yan. But have you ever called your mom? Who does? <laughs> have you ever called your husband? Who does? <laughs> Wives, be honest. Is that a term of endearment? You know, sometimes we call each other dear, honey. But sometimes we also call each other with nasty words. You know, words like "Who does?" ko. Who does? But in spite of how we feel about them, in spite of our disappointments about them, let's learn from Jesus to love them anyway. Why? Because love is unconditional. Love is unconditional. Jesus, knowing that one of them will betray Him, another will deny Him, He still, and the rest will be nowhere to be found. He still showed the full extent of his love. For love is unconditional. I don't know if you've heard uh, the poem called, or entitled, The Paradoxical Commandments. Have you heard of that? Well, um, Mother Teresa had a version of this, but the original is done by Dr. Kent Keith, okay? And the paradoxical commandment says this, Okay, there are about 10 of them, Okay, but there's an addendum made by Mother Teresa at the end. So let me read it for you. The poem says, people are illogical, unreasonable, and self-centered. Amen po ba? Amen. Okay, napakagandang poem. Na? Sa umpisa pa lang, talagang grabs you already by the head, ano <laughs> People are illogical, unreasonable, and self-centered. Love them anyway. If you do good, people will accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Do good anyway. If you are successful, you win false friends and true enemies. Succeed anyway. The good you do today will be forgotten tomorrow. Do good anyway. Honesty and frankness make you vulnerable. Be honest and frank anyway. Be open. In other words, the biggest men and women with the biggest ideas can be shut down by the smallest men and women with the smallest minds. Think big anyway. People favor underdogs but follow only top dogs. Fight for a few underdogs anyway. When you spend years, what you spend years building may be destroyed overnight. Build anyway. People really need help, but may attack you if you do help them. Help people anyway. Give the world the best you have, and you'll get kicked in the teeth. Give the world the best you have anyway. And here's the addendum, addition from Mother Teresa. In the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. People are not perfect. Your parents are not perfect. Your children, your spouse, your pastor, they're not perfect. We're not perfect. But love anyway. Why? Because love is unconditional. Today, may you and I be reminded, as mothers modeled it for us and as the Lord exemplified for us, to love unconditionally. Love is a commitment towards imperfect people. That's how Pastor Peter defines love. It's a commitment towards imperfect people seeking their highest good which often requires what? Sacrifice. And that's how Pastor Peter defines it. Love is unconditional. And in verse 3, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under His power. Now, why are all this important? Because this is the context by which Jesus now stooped down and washed the disciples' feet, knowing that everything is under His control. Under his authority, God has already given him full control, full power, full authority. And yet, he stooped down to serve. He stooped down to wash the disciples' feet. Love is voluntary. Jesus was not under compulsion. Remember, everything was actually under his control. But he voluntarily Gave himself to serve you and to serve me. Love is voluntary, not under compulsion. That's why the most hard-working people in the world are the unpaid mothers. Amen, po ba, mothers? Pinaka hardworking ano? Okay? And yet you are not paid. Okay? Do you like to be paid, mothers? <laughs> okay uh, the point is love is voluntary mothers <laughs> okay if you're paid it's no longer voluntary alright <laughs> love is voluntary it says that Jesus knew that the father had put all things under his power so nobody forces him but he did it anyway he, he took out his he set aside his deity his power his authority To serve others. And that he had come from God and was returning to God. That he is God himself. That's the implication here. That he, being God, took the form of humanity. And not just any form of a human being. You know, if I'm God and I am to come and serve humanity or come to the world and be a human being... I don't want to be a slave. Do you want to be a slave? If you have all the power in the world to choose how you will come to this world, will you come as a slave? No, no. I will come as, a, as the president. Okay, not just of, of the United States. Okay? I will come as the boss. But Jesus did not only take the form of a human being. He took the form of a slave. A servant, and not just a servant, the lowest form of a servant, even among servants, there's ranking. The form of a band servant, doing the most menial task, which is the washing of the disciples' feet. The lowest among the slave will wash people's feet. And that's what the Lord did. He took off his deity, he set it aside for a while. To express His love for you and for me. Why? Because love is sacrificial. Love is sacrificial. You know, my wife could come with me. And she likes to travel. But my wife says, No, 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 no. Si lang. Bring our son with you. Why? Because love is sacrificial. And many times, mothers do sacrifice. And we, children, have no idea how much sacrifices they have made for you already. And the best thing we can do is to show our gratitude towards them for love is sacrificial. So how did the Lord, given all of this context, show His love? As a result, verse 4 says, So He got up from the meal took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a the towel that was wrapped around him. I'd like to highlight a few things here. Action words, words, verb that tells us how much the Lord humbled himself to express his love for you and for me. Now, the, the word word, got up. Verse 4 says, he got up. That tells me that if you want to love somebody to the full extent, if you are to serve somebody because love finds its best expression in humble service, that seems to be what the Lord is modeling for us. To show the full extent of his love, he humbled himself and served his disciples. To do that, I think the first step you and I need to make if we are to do it as the Lord modeled it for us is to get up. As simple as that. You and I cannot serve others without first getting up. Getting up from your comfort zone. If you want to serve others, if you want to serve the Lord, don't just sit down and worship during Sunday. Learn to stand up. Get up and serve God. Get up and serve others. Jesus, he got up from his meal to serve his disciples, to serve you and to serve me. You need to get up. You need to do something. In other words, you need to get up. Second, he took off his outer clothing. In other words, symbolic of getting or putting aside your pride, your spirit of entitlement. I don't deserve this. I'm the boss. I don't deserve this. I'm the father. I'm the leader of the home. I don't deserve this. I'm the teacher. I'm the master. I'm God, the son of God. But he took off his clothing Symbolizing, setting aside his spirit of entitlement. Do we have spirit of entitlement? In fact, today, they describe today's generation as a entitled generation. What's in it for me? What's in it for me? But Jesus took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist and Assume the role of a servant. Get up, take off your pride, your spirit of entitlement, and assume the role of a servant, the role of a slave. For the Son of Man, the Bible says, even the Son of Man. Now, if you have that title, Son of Man, you're pretty much in authority. If you have that title, the title, Son of God, pretty much. People ought to bow down before you and serve you. Amen? But the Bible says, Even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and be the ransom for many. He took the form of a servant. And verse 5, After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped Around him, in other words, he stooped down, he got so low, his high and mighty, the high and mighty, almighty God, Son of God, stooped down to wash and serve and love his disciples. Second principle, if you may, and I hope this will be your take home. Love. True love, the kind of love Jesus modeled for us. Love finds its best expression in humble service. You need to get up if you want to express love. You need to take off. Get down. Get dirty. Because serving others is a dirty job. Mothers knows that. Mothers, you know That when you serve others, you must be willing to get up, get dirty, get down, and do the most menial tasks to serve others. Because serving God, serving others, oftentimes is a messy job. Is it easy to serve others? Is it easy to minister to others? No, it's not. In this church, we're called to make disciples. Making disciples is not an easy job, an easy ministry. Making disciples is not just a curriculum to a person. Okay, here is what I need to teach you and you pass it on. It's not just a transfer of information. It's not curriculum to a person or to a life. It's life to life. That's discipleship. Getting involved in the lives of others. And when you do that, ministry becomes messy. Oftentimes Pastor Peter will say ministry is messy. But you and I, if we are to serve others, must be willing to get ourselves dirty and get involved in the messiness of life. Now, Miss Ku Ledesma shared her testimony and praise God for Ed and Bing Gatsaryan getting involved in the messiness of life. Getting involved so that God can use you and me to unmess the mess in the lives of others. And guess what? As a result, when you do so, God will also unmess your own mess. And that's what Pastor Daniel, I believe, has been saying. If you go and make disciples, if you go and get yourself dirty and serve others, God will also clean you up. God will also minister to you and unmess your own mess. Because only when we model love, only when we go out and make disciples, that the Lord will truly minister and truly bless each one of us. In fact, in John 13, here is God's own encouragement to His disciples. Jesus, at the end of that display, Humble display of His love. He said this in verse 15 onwards, For I gave you an example that you also should what? Should do, not just appreciate, and not just thank God for, but you should also do as I did to you. Truly, truly, now when you hear the word truly, truly, it must be serious. Truly, truly, I say to you, a slave is not greater than his master. No, it's one who is sent greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. It's not enough that you and I know and appreciate God's love. Express in the most humble service. Jesus said, I did this so that I can model it for you. And as I model it for you, blessed are you if you do them. In other words, not enough to thank God. Lord, thank you for your humble service. Thank you for your love. It's not enough just to thank Him verbally. The best way to thank the Lord, as He promised it also, and comes with a promise of blessing. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. In closing, let me just highlight, I believe Pastor Danny, Okay. In spite of Pastor Danny, yeah. Philippians 2. He's been asking you to memorize Philippians 2. Beginning from verse 5, it says there, sino po naka-memorize na to? Si Pastor Danny. Yeah. he's been encouraging you to memorize and he modeled it. Do you want me to call him here? Yeah. <laughs> On the spot, I you know. <laughs> Verse 5 said, Your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ. If you call yourself a Christian, then you must act like one, like Christ. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ. Who, being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing voluntarily. No one forced him, it was not under compulsion or under guilt. Sige nga, I will serve out of guilt. No, no, no. Don't serve God out of guilt. Don't serve others out of guilt. It has to be voluntary, cheerful giving. Who being the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. Okay? He keeps humbling himself from God to a human being, from a human being to a servant. He keeps humbling himself. He keeps going down and going low for you and for me. He humbled himself to the point of obedience to death, even death on the cross. That's the full extent of God's love for you and for me. And as a result, This is what I like about this. Verse 9, Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen? God exalted him to the highest place. Why? Because Jesus humbled himself. God will exalt you if you humble yourself and serve others. And praise God for mothers, voluntarily, sacrificially, unconditionally, loving you, loving me. They modeled for us what it means to love like Jesus did. May we all go out and serve others. And if it's truly love that comes from the Lord, it must be expressed in action. And how do you do that? You need to get up first. Get up, get dirty because serving others will be messy. And go low, humble yourself, serve others. In God's time, As God's promise, He will exalt you and blessings will come when you humble yourself. Blessings will come, not only when you know this and are grateful to God, but when you do it, when you obey. There's blessing when we do. There's blessing when we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God because in His perfect time, He will exalt us. He will bless you. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for our mothers as I remember my own. Thank you for their love modeling for us what true love means. And thank you also for our fathers, our parents, our spiritual mom, our spiritual dad, who shared the gospel to us and disciples us. Father, thank you for their humble service. Thank you that they don't think about themselves first, but their thoughts are for us, for our good. So Father, in the same way as you have modeled it for us, will you teach us? Will you empower and encourage each one of us, to get up. No longer to do nothing, but to get up and do something to serve you and to serve others. To be willing to get dirty and get low to serve others. So that, Lord, you can use us as you have been using our mom to make a difference in the lives of others. Father, thank you so much. Will you bless your people now?